Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today, I'm joined by somebody who is a little bit unique in the sense that very often when I interview people, listeners on the podcast, I've never spoken to them before. But Marcio and I have actually spoken before, and uh, and we're, we're, we're moving forward with a sort of joint venture uh, project together as well. And it's really great to be introduced to Marcio and to have him on the podcast because he started online as a graphic designer over 20 years ago, picking up some search engine optimization, pay-per-click, analytics, email and content marketing skills along the way. And after helping big brands like Boba Guys, uh, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing some of these correctly, uh, Imimi Eats, Kettle and Fire, Danone, The Ten Spot, uh, and helping them generate millions in online sales as a consultant, Marcio says here, that, and I love the way you mentioned this, he looked into an opportunity, and looked is spelled L-U-C-K-E-D. Uh, so fell into an opportunity to work with an entrepreneur uh, named Kay He from Radreads. And from then on, he focused on serving course creators instead of the big brands. Uh, coaching Ted uh, Saides, I think, is that how you pronounce it? Ted, Ted Saides. Saides, Ted yep, great. Uh, from Capital Allocators, Bobby Cadtree from Performative Speaking and dozens more through his work with Maven. Uh, this is the important thing for me. Marcio believes, listeners, that teaching is the ultimate AI-proof skill for 2023. And we're all hearing about AI, we're all using it or being exposed to it, but it's really about how we can AI-proof skill for 2023 and beyond. And he's eager to help people turn their ideas into assets that pay them while they sleep by helping them mint, monetize, and market their courses. Welcome to today's podcast. Thank you, Simon. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for that kind introduction. And, and it's interesting. I didn't realize this until I read the bio uh, a short while ago. When we spoke and we were talking about the course creation, very often I don't think many people are feeling that AI is a threat to that. I know certain copywriters are. I know certain people who create content are feeling the pressure of, of AI and many of us are seeing that it's very two-dimensional and it still needs that that three-dimensional personality adding to it but many people are actually seeing it as a threat so we'll talk a little bit more as we go through that through the podcast but before we do that it's a business success and coffee tell us a little bit about how you drink your coffee I see you there. You know, I'm holding up my flask to the camera. I've got my flask of coffee, keeping it warm. Uh, and I've got a little bit of honey in mine today as well because my throat's suffering a little bit. So I'm just taking the edge of the coffee off with a little bit of honey in there as well. So tell us a little bit about yours, Marzio. Yeah, so when it comes to coffee, I usually drink coffee in the morning. I follow 
a few tips from Dr. Huberman in terms of mm -hmm. delaying my caffeine intake to at the least tip. 90 minutes after, yeah, after I wake up. And I usually have decaf, but today I'm on the caffeinated one and, and the brand. Uh, I know we were talking about this before we hit record, mm. but I'm drinking. I mean, it's nothing special. It's like a medium dark roast uh, president's choice coffee. Yeah. And, I, and, and even that, I usually water it down a little bit because I don't like it to be uh, super strong. But um, yeah, that's what I'm, I, I have in here. I, I have it in yeah. this uh, aluminum. I think it's an aluminum flask. And, and, uh, and I usually have it black, but right now it's closer to lunchtime. So I added a little bit of milk for oh, our, okay. our, uh, our call. Yeah, yeah. 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 And again, I think sometimes, you know, we can look at our tastes uh, in coffee and we can be particular to brands or particular with roasts. But at the end of the day, I found out through all 200 plus episodes, generally people drink what they like and they drink it in the way that they like it and that suits the time of day. So like I said, you know, I very rarely add honey to my coffee, but later in the afternoon when I've done a lot of talking, which I've been doing today, a little bit of honey I find just helps uh, the back of the throat a little bit and helps the voice be maintained a little bit. So yeah, we we all adapt it to suit our, our styling our day, don't we? And how we are in business as well. You know, if I'm delivering a course and I'm gonna go full black and I'm gonna strengthen it up a little, I'm not, I'm not gonna dilute it because I want to get that that buzz and that energy from the coffee as, as well. So yeah, before the call, my, mm -hmm. my throat was uh, feeling a little bit scratchy as well. So I gargled with some warm water and some salt and some, some black pepper to make sure I could, I could sound black not pepper. too terribly for you. Yeah. yeah. You see black pepper's interesting. I know uh, over here in the UK, one of our famous politicians, whether you like her or you don't, uh, doesn't really matter. But Margaret Thatcher, uh, when she was talking, she used to have a little, uh, I don't want to call it a sweet, but she used to have a little lozenge called an, a black imp. And mm. and most people, that, that would make me gag. And black pepper, you know, I would think would irritate the throat a little bit. But she found it cleared the throat. It it helped her with the pronunciation, etc. Cleared the nasal passengers. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I can imagine the black pepper does the same, does it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I learned that from my mom, actually, growing up. She, you know, whenever we were started, started to show signs of getting, catching a cold or something like that, she's like, hey, go, ah, go gargle okay. some, some salt water and some, let me add a dash of uh, a black pepper to that thing for you yeah. as well, while you struggle with it in the bathroom before you go to bed. Yeah, well, you do realize there's going to be about uh, 5,000 people now, but listen to this episode, they're all going to rush out to get some black pepper. So <laughs> stores, if any stores are listening, stock up on black pepper. Um, yeah. Great. So you've had quite a transition from graphic designer, picking up SEO uh, and PPC along the way to course creator. What was the... That I suppose the significant steps of falling into that opportunity by luck, as you say here, you looked into it with with Kehi. Just give us a little bit of a a backstory to how you how you moved into that opportunity. Yeah, so I'd say the the the, the pivotal moments happened well in advance of that moment. So okay. I was working at uh, at an award winning agency here in Toronto. I was working with brands like BMW, Scotiabank, Western Union on some um, big, big projects. Mostly, there's a lot of event events that I was working on, and some some ads that I was working on as well. 
And during that time, I was working a lot. If you've ever worked agency, you know, people HC work a lot. It's a lot of busy work. You're working, I don't know, 70 hours a week. And I, during that time, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And I realized that, you know, this no longer made sense. I was already married at the time as well. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to get out of here and figure this out. How can I make you know, money working from home? How can I have more flexibility? Yeah. Uh, how can I spend more time with my wife and my mom? And, and so that's, that's what I did. And so when I made that decision, I figured out, look, what is, what are the skills that I can use right now that I can just translate into a, a few bucks to pay my rent? Yeah. And I went back to web design, got a, got a contract. As soon as I, I landed my first contract, I, I, basically just wrote my my letter of resignation on that on that spot and from there uh, I started doing that type of work and I, I I found out about SEO it's something that has always been there that I never really researched much I kind of just overlooked like yeah yeah SEO stuff yeah yeah this is people talk about it a lot but hmm. I, did, I never really gave it much uh, much attention and during this this transition time I, I studied SEO really hard and I, I actually bought this course from these people called market motive and I consumed as many courses as I could as quickly as I could, because I didn't want to spend all my, my severance money and all, all my, my savings. So I, I wanted to this the, the course, uh, the platform that had this like buffet style where you could pay one price and then yeah. consume as many courses as you wanted to. So I took like an SEO course an analytics course, copywriting, uh, email marketing, as many, as many as I could. Sure. And so from there I got some, a few gigs here and there. And I got, I was known for doing SEO work and, um, I had a newsletter at the time and somebody in my newsletter reached out, it's like, Hey, there's this guy in, in, uh, LA, he has this blog. He's really cool. He needs help with SEO. Do you think you could help him? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give it a try. And it was really small scope. It was like this, he's like, Hey, can you look at a few things for me? And I, I looked at it, helped him yeah. increase his traffic by like 30%. He's like, okay, you, you help me with this. Can you help me with, with my course? I was like, I, I've never sold a course, but let me, let me see what I can do. And we worked together for about six months at that time. And he increased his sales by over 50%. Um, and we did that without spending any money on ads. So it was a really successful, really successful, um, first try into, into the course space. And it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, was that an online course? Was that a, you know, an in-person course? What kind of course was it? It was all online. It was, it's what we call a cohort based course. The course is called supercharge your productivity. And that was, let's say like almost three years ago now. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So it would be when really online acceptance was, was helped by the pandemic and the fact that people weren't meeting and getting together as well. So uh, yeah, so, sounds great, great opportunity. So sounds like a lot of uh, planets were aligning uh, to bring that opportunity into place then, as well as obviously you do the work to make it happen as well. Mm -hmm. So, so the business that you have now, tell us a little bit about the business that you have now and why you have this passion for teaching and helping course creators uh, mint and monetize and market their their courses as I said at the end of the bio because you know for me you know, I, I've had online uh, e-learning some years ago and I always remember being on the ski lift and my phone kept pinging 
and the guy sat at the side of me was getting really annoyed. He was a friend of mine. He said, you know, why is your phone pinging all the way up? I said, every time that phone pings, that's $97 that I've just earned. Mm. Yeah, and, and, he, and he got to the top of the, uh, the ski lift and he said, wow, he says, I've just worked out. You've just earned nearly $800 while you've been on the ski lift. I said, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, so I, I understand you know, the value of that, but just tell us about your passion and, and how the business that you've got works. So in the beginning, I was, I was doing mainly consulting, so I would build everything um, and then just charge a fee um, for, to my clients. Uh, yep. After that, I did more coaching, and so I had my frameworks and I had my, my processes, and I would coach my clients uh, still one-to-one. And today what I'm doing is is a kind of like a hybrid of all of that where I'm coming in more as an more as an uh, as an investor. And yeah. so I I basically handpick the people that I want to work with. Um I have uh this this course creator canvas um product that anybody can download today. It's it's completely free to help them to build a course, design an offer and market it. And um it's the business right now. It's it's, it's cool because, uh, like I said, I get to, to choose who who I work with, and I come in and I and I essentially take a take a slice of the company that we build together. So this increases the the total lifetime value of the customers for me. It decreases my cost of acquisition as well. Um, it's easy. It's pretty easy to convert, and the people that I select. I mean. Um, I, I ask them questions. I see if they've done the work in the Chris Crater canvas. So I have I have these filters in place, and it so far it's been it's been interesting. I've got four or five um, products that I'm courses programs that I'm helping to launch right now, and they they all have you know they they show good promise. And my my passion for it is um, I think there's like two two things that uh, these two waves that kind of come together. Yep. to form this interest for me. And one of them is, is just learning. I, I've, I really love learning. I take, I take a lot of courses. I'm interested in buying courses and, and looking at courses. And um, I myself like to learn a, a lot. And then on the other side is this, um, the importance of learning and continuous learning um, as in the context of AI machine learning. So yeah. this contextual idea came from uh, Yuval Harari after reading his books, where he's the one that really planted that seed in my mind about how everybody, in, no matter what uh, industry you're in, you are going to be, you're going to feel the impact of machine learning and AI in your industry, which means that you are going to have to learn more, you're going to have to learn faster, and you're going to have to learn more complex things. And how do you do that? Not simply from this mechanical learning, this, this, uh, you know, white knuckling the process of learning, but how do you do this psychologically and emotionally throughout your career, whether you're learning at the age of 50, then 55, then 60 then 65, and you're living longer. And, you know, if you, if you started as a graphic designer at, at 30 or 40 or whatever, and you're now 65 and you're having to do become a, an AI yoga instructor in hmm. the metaverse, like, how do you disconnect your, or how do you, how do you do that? And I, I find that being able to learn, being able to teach and being able to, to have an environment where you can 
learn with other people, get support. It, it's just foundational. It, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's something that's so needed. And so my business is, is about that. Like I, I want to be part of that and help people to help myself too, to, to continue to learn and help other people to um, make that path a little bit smoother. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, you know, again, I, I heard about this wave that was coming, you know, last year and, you know, I've, I've tried to keep ahead of those waves. So like you, I love undertaking training and courses that other people are doing, but it's, it's interesting that, you know, we can all access knowledge. Yeah. I mean, that's Google's mission, isn't it? To make all the world's knowledge accessible to everyone in the world. That's, that's their big hairy audacious goal. And they're doing a pretty good job of that generally. But teaching and learning are about the implementation of what you've actually received in content, isn't it? And you know, when you, somebody, for me, and I'll be interested in your take on this, runs a course, it's not just about delivering the knowledge. It's about enabling the people who undertake the course to go out and implement what they've learned. Because that's the, the thing that AI can't do it can't get that implementation it can't motivate you it can't inspire you you know it doesn't add that emotional level does it to to the content what are your thoughts on the implementation side of learning that's that's probably the most important part right mm. um, the job of any business is to create happy customers and you will only create a happy customer for your course once that customer learns what they have to do. So, um, and we'll get into what, what are the different types of people, yeah. uh, different types of things people learn. But then they also go and implement that. And only after they implement it, will they get the transformation. And so uh, th that's one, one uh, sort of one major thing to look at. The, the next thing is um, how do you help them to learn? And the way you can help them to learn is uh, there, there's just two um, pronged approach. One is okay. you can help them live, right? So having a recorded course or having, whether uh, versus having a, a, a live course yeah. can increase your customer's ability to learn and implement by 80%. So really? um, we see this data in, um, I hope I'm not getting this number incorrect, but what I mean to say is that um, people that buy recorded recorded courses, usually only about 10 to 15% of them will finish the course, which means that only 10, 15% of them will actually get the, the final transformation. Whereas if you're delivering a live course, this is usually upwards of 80%. Um, live courses can help you to um, increase accountability, increase this, uh, this emotional connection and psychological support that people need um, as they're learning something new, as they're becoming new people, and as they're mm -hmm. trying to implement something that they haven't done before, because, you know, they're going to be scared in, in doing that process. And so um, I, I strongly agree with, with your point about making sure that your course delivers the, the transformation to the end. And, and those are a few ideas to keep in mind uh, when you're planning and thinking about uh, designing your course. Yeah, and it's it's interesting you said uh, about the difference between live and recorded because there was a a bit of a uh, a strong wave 
few years ago for you know evergreen webinars you know you record them and you just put them onto a software and they just play over and over again and people can either access them instantly and then people realized oh this is a recording it's you know not the live session isn't starting in five minutes i think people grasp that pretty quickly so then they went to this oh you have to have a delay but i think people really it's interesting the stats you gave us there because people really want something where they know they're going to get some live interaction some people don't I and mean, i take some courses where i never in, engage with people but actually sometimes it's the way that the person makes it feel like it's alive they talk to you as you're a person in the audience i think there's a particular skill to having a recorded session that feels like a, a live session uh, and i think the likes of tony robbins have done that well for decades on dvds and cds and pause the video stop it now do the thing you know i trust you've done it you're back with me kind of thing um what what do you think about the way that people make a choice when they're buying between live and recorded is that something you've seen has shifted back more to live from recording hmm i don't i don't have data on you know how people are consuming live courses versus uh recorded courses but the the live component is always something that i stress with my clients mm. this is something that if you deliver something live it's easy for you to overlook the value that the live uh course brings and the live sessions bring because yeah. what you i mean one, one thing that i see working really well is having part of your content part of your ideas your methodologies and this gets into what what are the things that people learn yeah. essentially three things right there there's concepts there's facts and there's processes yeah. and for anything that you're teaching you can have your your concepts your your yeah. meta learning your your ideas you can always record those and you can also also record facts and you can record your your systems and people can go in and watch these and consume these they can look at graphics and look at frameworks to to get the concepts they can watch some videos to learn the facts and, and the systems but once you get to implement the thing that's a different story you could have coaching life live coaching calls to help the people implement um, help them to understand what you're teaching but then there's another type of uh, support that you can give them which is coaching uh, the coaching is different because the coaching is after they've learned what the heck you're, you're good at, how do they apply that in their context? When they're out in the wild and they're taking your ideas and they're implementing it, they're going to they're gonna change a few things. So if we were to make this concrete, if we're talking about coffee, yeah. you could take a course on how to make a cup of coffee. But if you're a barista and now you were working, you're just making coffee at home, but now you're going to make, you're going to be a barista at a five star or three star Michelin um, hotel in Dubai, what is the nuance there? How do I get more tips or how do I say these things or how do I operate this machinery? There's mm -hmm. the nuance of your application in, in your in your world. That's the coaching and that's invaluable. I mean, it's 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 the hardest part, but it's the most valuable thing that you can give to to your students and so that's what i like to highlight for anybody that's designing a course that can help them to to convert more people and, and help more people get the final transformation
Yeah, it's, it's interesting because as you were talking there, I was thinking about a, a sign language course I did a couple of years ago. And as you say, I signed up for it, I paid for it. I didn't complete it. Uh, and I didn't complete it because what I found was I was watching the videos and I was trying to do the signs, but then I got nobody to practice with. I got That's nobody, yeah, no feedback, no coaching. I didn't even know, is it understandable what I'm doing? You know, the videos were pretty good at trying to mirror it, etc. cetera. Uh, and there was testing of recognizing signs, but they were very two dimensional. But actually I signed back up again this year because I thought I really want to learn the sign language. There's no other courses available out there. So I, I signed up <laughs> for the same course, paid for it again. And this time I've got even less of the way through the sign language course. Because, mm. you know, I thought, well, I've already know that and I've already remembered that. And I've still got no way to practice with. So I've lost interest in it quicker because I know what the result's going to look like. Because I, I know that mm. without that implementation, without that that coaching and that that checking of understanding and that I'm doing it right. If I don't get that feedback and I don't get that implementation, then it falls flat on its face. So twice now I've paid for something and got even less of the way through it this time. Hmm. So Wow, I'm su I'm su I'm surprised you went back. When you when you went to the sign up page, did did it look any different? Like did it mention anything different or did it look exactly the same? Like how how was that? Not at all. No. But the it's interesting you know that you asked that question because for me i felt i was more determined this time to make it work mm -hmm. but if anything that determination to make it work made me quit earlier because i just thought oh, now this just isn't working so why waste time can you get your money isn't working i was only about sort of 25 pounds or something like that you know it, it was a it was a very low cost because it's done by uh, an association to help blind people and people that deal with blind uh, sorry deaf people so uh yeah hmm. um, but yeah it's but it's interesting how you know I, ca I can't think how many courses i've signed up for and not completed them mm -hmm. it's got it's got to be in the tens if not over a hundred so wow, it's, it's a lot. That's a yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a lot. Yeah, uh, and you know, there's a reason. You know, I remember going to see Tony Robbins back in 2005, and we did a four day uh, experience with him. Did fire walking, all sorts. And he said, "Right, okay, you're now going to make your way home. You've learnt lots of things, but all I want you to do is remember one thing and implement it. And I want you to talk about it on your journey back home, and I want you to set a clear list of actions." that you can do with the one thing that you've taken away from this. Because if you try and do too much with everything, you'll do nothing. And that was an expensive weekend. That was an expensive four days. Mm -hmm. Quite an intense four days. So I think it's a yeah, it's an ongoing problem that we all, all struggle with, isn't it? And as a course creator, I think it's a fear we have as well, that people just won't won't complete it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's that's that, that first off, it's very cool that you got to to work with uh with Tony and um and and do some fire walking with him and mm -hmm. and and yeah i think for for the course creator it, it's a good fear to have um uh you know that fear of am i creating something first off that is valuable for somebody am i yeah. building this around a key transformation that people are struggling with and, and a good way to checklist that is to ask yourself is this a problem that somebody is waking up in the middle of the night 
trying to solve in their head? Is this like a 2 a.m. problem or is this like, yeah, it's a nice to have, right? Yeah, if, yeah. if your course isn't solving this 2 a.m. problem, it's probably not aligned on the right outcome. Yeah. And so that's, that's one way that you can uh, increase the perceived value of your course is aligning it on a problem that your ideal customer is, is desperate to solve. Not, not, you know, oh, sure, it'd be nice to, you know, fix this one thing. No, this is, has to be a problem that people are, you know, their hair's on fire, they need to yeah. solve right now. Yeah, and, and that is so, so important. I've written that down because, you know, listeners, I think you've heard something very, very important there. With anything that we do, is this a solution to a 2 a.m. problem? Because for me, I'm just talking about sign language, it isn't. It's not a, I don't wake up, you know, I, I don't meet anybody who is deaf. I don't meet anybody who is you know, uh, speaking in sign language. You know, my wife is losing her hearing. She's probably going another 10 years before she gets to the point where she's really going to struggle hearing. So it's definitely not a 2 a.m. problem. Definitely not. But for somebody else who it, their wife is now deaf or they've met somebody who is, is deaf, then it does become a 2 a.m. problem, doesn't it? But for me, it's not. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the explanation right there of why I've not followed through with that sign language training. Definitely not a 2 a.m. problem. Mm -hmm. And perhaps they should sell it as that, shouldn't they? Uh, they need to speak to you about that, which le leads me on to the next question, uh, Marcio. How do people find out more about how you can help them with their course creation, whether it's the monetizing of it, the marketing of it, the building it from scratch? Uh, how can people find out more about you and what you have to offer? So you can head over to nerddigital.com. Uh, that's N-E-R-D-D-I-G-I-T-A-L.com. And what you'll find there right on the homepage is uh, a link where you can download the Course Creator Canvas. That will kickstart your journey into taking these ideas that you have in your head about what you should teach uh, organizing that into a course and then tr transforming that into an offer that people will pay you money for. Mm -hmm. um, it's completely free. It has templates and it has the exact same frameworks that I've used with Kay, with Robbie, with Ted and, and with dozens of other people to make their first thousand, their first 10,000 and first hundred thousand online with their course. Uh, again, it's completely free. You can, you can download that. And I, I, I'll have a special link as well for for the listeners here at uh, nerddigital.com forward slash Sterling, they can just go to that link and they can get the course creator canvas. And I'm going to throw in a, throw in some bonuses as well for, Perfect. for, uh, for you guys. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, so we'll make sure those links uh, listeners are in the show notes. So please check out the show notes for those links. Uh, and particularly the one that uh, Marcio has kindly offered to each of you as a listener to go and get that canvas and also get some bonuses as well. So uh, great. Perfect. Love that. I always like a bit of an extra bonus. So that's, that's, that's great. And thank you for that. We really appreciate it. So You're if welcome. you could give the listeners one tip or one lesson to take away from today's podcast, something that they can implement, something that they can action within the next week or so, what would you like to share with the listeners today? Perhaps it might be something course created or something completely different. What would you like to share with the listeners today? I'd like to share that you could be sitting on $100,000 worth of uh, revenue right now that's sitting in your head. Um, and all you have to do is just package it and put a price tag on it. 
this is, and I'll give you a story to drive this home, mm, which was the um, when I worked with Ted and his team from Capital Allocators, he reached out and he basically said, you know, I have this idea for a course. It's kind of sketched on the back of a napkin. And I, I'm curious, you know, do you think we could transform this into something? And within, I want to say six weeks, but it might have been a little bit longer than that. He, he, you know, transformed this idea into a course and he sold over $100,000 for, for that course. Wow. Um, so this is something that's, that's possible for you. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, the super big undertaking. Obviously, there are lots of steps. There are lots of things that sure. we as marketers try to optimize and build. But I don't want you to think that you, your job when you're trying to market a course, you're not trying to trick somebody. You're trying to help, right? It, yeah. It's not about, there, there aren't really any tricks. Uh, marketers, we like to think that, oh, I, I can use this tactic and that tactic to kind of trick people into, but really what we're doing is optimizing something so that we can kind of squeeze the most amount of juice out of it and amplify it and, and things like that. But yeah. uh, at the end of the day, if you focus on the essentials of making sure that your course solves, uh, you know, this 2 a.m. problem, yeah. you highlight that, um, you have a structure for it. So you can use our course outline builder. You have a course that is structured in, in a way that people can understand what you're going to teach them. And it's, it's easy to actually, uh, for them to get transformation, um, focus on those things and focus on one key avatar, focus, make sure that you're thinking about somebody specific for your course. Um, I'd say those three things are the foundations that uh, if you if you spend some time on those problems, yeah. you will come out with a, a course and an offer that is much more valuable and and much more likely to 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 succeed to sell and convert people into uh, into yeah. better customers. Yeah, and, and great advice. So, listeners, if any of you have got an idea for a course, if you've got any kind of knowledge that you feel you can monetize you've heard it right there write it down on a napkin reach out to marcio at the website we've talked about nerddigital.com forward slash sterling and you know get the help and get that hundred thousand dollars out of your head written down onto a napkin and then get it monetized by taking the right steps and getting the right help and the advice to do that as well so absolutely golden nugget there final question then marcio if you're going to have your next coffee in a dream location, where would that dream location be? And what would be your favorite book that you'd be reading whilst having your coffee or listening to? Mm. Well, if this, this could be anywhere right now, if I could transport myself, it'd be in Western Florida so I could have coffee with my mom. Uh, she lives there with my, with my sister. And I'd probably I'd probably read her a book because she has her she has had bad Alzheimer's she can't read anymore and I'd probably read her something like um, something like The Wizard of Oz. Um, I remember she she used to like that that story, and so that's probably what I'd do. I'd have she'd like a cappuccino and I'd probably have yeah I don't know like a cappuccino with some chocolate yeah. sprinkles on top or something like that. Yeah, maybe with some whipped cream too. Yeah. Just to, Oh, amp it up that, a little bit 
that's that's what I do. Yeah, that sounds absolutely magical. And yeah, you're the first guest that has ever said you would be reading to somebody else, and and that is absolutely beautiful. And uh, yeah, I'm sure many listeners will be thinking of that with a slight sort of tear in their eye, thinking about perhaps a time when they've done something like that, or perhaps listeners, there's an opportunity to, for you to do something like that with somebody you love right after this podcast. Uh, but most importantly, get that knowledge out, earn that $100,000 by getting it on Lapkin, taking it to Marcio and uh, getting the helping advice and looking at that canvas as well. Uh, you've been a great guest. You've shared some incredible insights into courses. And for me, the most important thing, and it's such a realisation now that, yeah, the reason I've, I don't feel guilty anymore for not completing that British Sign Language course. It wasn't a 2am problem. When it becomes a 2am problem, then I know I'll complete it. So that's definitely the takeaway for me. And uh, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for giving up your time. Thank you, Simon, for having me. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah, And I'm sure we will, because we're going to be doing some great things together and uh, look out listeners uh, for that as well in social media posts, etc. Now all you've got to do, listeners, is two things. One, do something with what we've talked about. Take action, implement. Otherwise, all of what we've talked about hasn't really uh, hit home and is a contradiction of what we've been talking about. So do something what we said. The second thing is review the podcast and subscribe. If you want to know what the next episode is going to be, if you want to know the next episode has landed, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review of this episode and let us know what difference it's made to you. Tell us a success that you've had by working with Marcio on your course and that 100,000. Let me know that you've you've hit that 100,000 mark. That'd be great to hear. Uh, And as always, I look forward to having you on the next one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.